0: It must be Friday night. Yeah, and it is. Let me look down. Do you know it's November the 5th already? That is unbelievable, fellas. Darren McCarty, four-time Stanley Cup champion here, joined as always by my partner in crime on this Friday night, fresh, fresh off the airplane of probably four or five hours ago um, from Hawaii. Um, We were talking a little bit... uh, Sean, I told him, don't worry if, uh, cause the wife's behind coming home a few <laughs> days later. If she finds her Dwayne, the rock Johnson or Jason Momoa, it's okay, bro. Yeah, It's, it's I, all right. I heard Lisa Bonet is, is a uh, pretty privy to, to Habs man. So look, uh, I,
1: it, look there, I think there's a reason why she's staying a couple extra days and, uh, you know, whatever, do what you need to do. No, you know what? It's great there. We we've been uh fortunate Mac. I'm sure you've been there. Um, this was our third trip, but it was our first time to the big island, and uh, it's awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been there. I've
0: been to Honolulu, been to the, you know, the Arizona, been to the memorials, uh, went to the pineapple farms, that spent it there, um, smoked their finest green. You know, it was awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, I had a great trip. The weather was good. Um, wow. Where you've been gone. I mean, I don't even know where to start. So, I'm going to start with, what did you think? The Michigan Michigan State game last week just that now that people have moved on to the next week but you know the fact that when you we had a situation of two 7 and 0 teams and somebody had to lose i was just excited to to watch a great game now if i'm breaking it down as an analyst or whatever and i look more at what Michigan having a 16 point lead you can't lose that When you're an upper echelon team, that's like having a three-goal lead in you know, a clinching game in the playoffs in hockey. It just can't happen. But, again, Kenneth Walker, the third, um, your boy joint Bell broke it down this week on some of his runs and what make him so effective. So um, I just hope that they both get on track. I think it's good for Michigan. They're playing Indiana this week. So we can see if Cade McNamara, which I was so impressed with his – passing game uh was phenomenal last week if they continue to do that and michigan michigan state playing purdue you know mel tucker has these guys up on history so you know from the fact that a guy that says oh you're three and oh you want to be three and nine or telling the transfers what that rivalry game was they'll be ready to play but What'd you think? Were you, did you see the game? Did you watch? It was, it was,
1: it was phenomenal. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's two ways to look at it as a Spartan fan. I'm ecstatic, but I I agree with what you were saying. I I know a lot of Spartan fans don't want to hear this. To me, it came down to what Michigan didn't do in the fourth quarter and what they didn't do in the fourth quarter was what they did the first three quarters, and that's move the ball up and down the field. You know, and surprisingly, it wasn't via the run game. You know, a lot of people talked about the run game for both teams, and one team ran the ball real well, the other team uh, not so much. It was kind of a, a, a cumulative effort there. Uh, but, and and Eric, this is where I'll defer to you, okay? I Listen, as a more than casual college football observer, I think anybody that knows me knows that, college football's right up there a notch below hockey, okay? Mm -hmm. I love college football. I can't imagine what's going through a Michigan fan's mind because if me, a non-Michigan fan, is watching this game going, boy, I've seen this before, what's going through a Michigan fan's mind? I mean, it's amazing the inability for them to close in games like this is is really startling. And again, let me state – for. I don't think that Jim Harbaugh should be fired. I don't think I'm not saying anything like that. Okay. I think overall he's been a good coach, but that's the problem. He's only been a
2: good coach. I agree. Uh, I, the same thing you just said is going through a Michigan fan's head. It's just louder and more scared uh, because it's exactly that it's been a, it was, we've seen it before. Didn't enjoy seeing it. I agree with uh, Darren Cade. Cade looked great for those first three and a half quarters. And then they got a little shaky. Uh, no, I don't think Harbaugh should be fired. I think that's, that's just people overreacting. Uh, this is still a good Michigan football team. Like I told you right after the game, uh, Walker had a Heisman clinching game, in my opinion, if he doesn't, if that doesn't do it, I don't know what else he can do to prove that he deserves it. He played phenomenal. He was Michigan's a very large majority of Michigan state's offense. Thorne struggled early on. Uh, and this is a very, very good state football team. There's just no way around it. know Cool. And watching tape with the former uh, football
0: player is seeing the symmetry. And you know what? Michigan State did so well. They own the line of scrimmage. They have Michigan three yards in the backfield. You know, and, and to Kenneth Walker's credit, we're not downplaying the comeback at all because he pretty much said, hey, Tuck, put it on my back, bro. This is why I'm here and everything we hear about this kid. So um that and in the biggest games too. Now, here's the thing. Right, Eric, did you cry or tell give me what did it feel like? Like it felt worse than not getting your favorite toy at Christmas and
2: or yeah. did it feel like
0: getting kicked in the sack? What like what as a Michigan fan, how did it feel at the end of that game?
2: Uh it, exactly like that, like not getting your favorite toy at Christmas. You went into halftime and thinking, ooh, this is this is looking good I like this maybe we're gonna maybe we're gonna get to see the other side of it where we we roll past state like it's nothing and by that fourth quarter you started getting more and more scared a little more nervous and honestly uh, I, I was at a, a group you know it was a group group of people uh, doing a barbecue half state half Michigan and when that pick happened the air just went out you could just see. And by the way, thank you to Sean for the lovely photograph when I texted you to congratulate you on the win. Just lovely photograph of Mel Tucker enjoying himself. But it, it, the air just went out and it it was it was so tough to see because I, I, I really do believe this was a Michigan team that should have been able to get it done. And But you look back at it and the one thing Michigan did well all year, they abandoned in this game. We really didn't run the ball well at all. We didn't even get 100 yards rushing total between our two backs. So we kind of gave up on our number one thing. and you know Cade was playing well so it made sense but I would have liked to have seen him run it and maybe eat up a little more clock maybe we don't get into some of those situations
1: let's also give the Michigan State defense a little bit of credit guys it, it's funny because George Blahan I talked about this on the Paul W Smith show before the game the thing about this defense is it doesn't it doesn't evoke memories of you know the no fly zone in 2013 or anything like that it is the quintessential bend, but don't break defense. Mm-hmm. And and you saw that on Saturday. I mean, they, they were bending, make no mistake about it. Michigan was running up and down the field. Not literally because as Eric said, you know, they, they, they didn't get that vaunted run game really going, um, but they were moving the ball up and down the field. And then when push came to shove, it was the combination of things that bend that don't break, but don't break defense meeting, you know, the hardball I mean, I, there, there's no other way to say it. I've seen this so many times during his regime is just a game gets away from them in the fourth quarter and you're left scratching your head. So I, I want to give credit where credit is due. What a phenomenal athletic play by Brantley on that interception as well. It was, I, you know, I, like, honestly, it was like, ooh, 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 you know, you, you went into one of those things and you're like, dude, did you see that catch? I mean, it was it was awesome
0: always brings out great plays, great memories. It's just they bring the best out of each other. But here's the beauty, Dorch, and I'm going to leave this for you before we go to break. You still, Michigan, control your own destiny. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is win out. So can we learn? Can we change the record? Can we learn from the mistakes? Because this ain't the end of the world like in the past it has been. So that's our little uh, – Touching up on the Michigan Michigan State, I know it was a week ago, uh, but hopefully they both take care of business um, because it's nice to see those both those teams in the top ten, no matter uh, what's going on. So uh, when we come back here on the Darren McCarty Show, we're going to talk a little bit of hockey. Uh, what's going on with the Red Wings uh, this this far into the season? Um, I want to get into a little bit um, about Gary Bettman coming out and absolutely making a farce of himself and what a disgrace as a commissioner, but there's also some things that I've been learning because, um, the one thing that as a player, there's a, there's a league side, but there's also the NHL PA and the boys are digging into the PA. We're bringing in an outside investigator. So there's action being done. Maybe this is something Gary Batman should do while he still has a job anyways. Darren McCarty's show here, AM760, WJR. Thanks for joining us on a Friday night. We'll be right back. Friday night, yes, we're already in November. Wow, that is cray cray. Actually, look forward to that. Reminds me, so next week on this show will be uh, the next Thursday is my six year sobriety anniversary, 11 11 and Memorial Day and all that stuff. So Attaboy, we'll Max. be talking about it. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's something that you know, sort of uh, snuck up. We were talking between breaks, Sean, and the fact that you know the the gratitude you were speaking of because you got to spend a couple couple of days in LA, got to see your kid, spend some time with him, go to Hawaii, come back. I asked you how was uh, the flights and how was the travel. You know, we hear, you know, American Airlines, Southwest, all these reports canceling flights and stuff, and had that affect us here in Detroit? But you didn't have any trouble
1: piece of cake I mean it, it really it was it was phenomenal and you know unfortunately you, you, hear, you hear the stories of the you know all, all the issues on airplanes everybody was cool you know I, I was guilty one time you know as I was drinking my water on the plane I forgot to put my mask back up so uh, the, the stewardess came up and I know I'm I, it, it I, nice. I calling myself out I forgot to do it so it. she came up and she kindly said Sir, could you put your mask on? I was like, I'm sorry. I was just drinking water. But no heroes, nothing like that. It was, uh, as a matter of fact, both flights uh, to get back here early this afternoon were early, um, which which was awesome. So, yeah. you know, that that's a good thing.
0: Well, he, uh, appreciate that. I know that uh, George appreciated that, so I wouldn't be picking on him. Also, too, shout <laughs> out to Driving Home. Let's give it up to Brandon Blake. We call him full-time now. Right, we got full time. We got microwave back in the studio. Jay doing a heck of a job. So the boys are all here in this November. But I want to go to the NHL.
1: Wait, Darren, uh, Blake I is, is the- not here. Blake left because he was—he's so busy he's now with with Mitch Album.
0: Oh, full time's in the car. I just, I talked to him, and I just wanted to know that we still love and care about him as he's driving home and ah, got, I got all you There's no <laughs> question
1: that. in my mind. The first segment of the show, he turned it off. He he, because Blake couldn't speak after the game last Saturday. He like, did you notice we're in a little group text and everything? And everybody kind of responded, Blake just shut down. So I I think Blake took it hard. I I give Blake a tip of the cap. I hope he's okay. But uh, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that Blake turned it down being a big Michigan fan. I
2: I, I fell on the sword for Double B. I fell on the sword (laughs) and was the one that had to reach out. All right
0: self-awareness i love it though but the squad we're, we're squad deep anyways as the old rule says but uh, the nhl and gary batman sean what my opinions are all well made about what a joke and it wasn't a time to lawyer if he ever had any compassion in his bones at all it would have been addressing what had gone on and the, and the fact that when he was straight out asked the question what about the kid up north in Michigan and would you go, you know, make sure he's taken care of as far as, you know, uh, psychologically and gets help and stuff like this. Instead of Gary Bettman just saying, absolutely. And even if I have to pay for it, I don't care what it is. Just the fact that you don't have a finger of a pulse on any, the emotion. This is different than me being mad that he ruined my game, right? Like that's, this is different. And I think that it's such a, it's just so disappointing, right? Whereas I mentioned before, where it just come out because I've been holding my tongue to see what the NHLPA, the Players Association, because, you know, if you read the report, which it's out there and you got to have a strong stomach for everything that that's out there, but it was reported. So the fact the NHLPA is bringing in an outside investigation, hopefully we'll get to the bottom of this. Uh, a little bit better than what the NFL did with the Washington situation, even though look at the remnants on that. So, um, my, I, I haven't talked to you since then. Uh, first of all, what did you think about uh, Gary Batman and uh, Bill Daly?
1: Disgrace. I mean, it, really, it, it is. And, Mac, here's the thing you know this as, as a former NHL player. And I, I think a lot of times, and, and I don't mean this to sound snobby, but I think a lot of times people don't get it. Owners loved Gary Bettman for a long time. Why? Because he took all the focus off of them. He, and people, people weren't talking about the owners. They were talking about Gary Bettman and what Gary Bettman did to the game. And everything was Gary Bettman's fault. So if you're an owner, you loved it because he was the ultimate – like, like almost like the the old time Western, right? He was the mm-hmm. man with the black hat and the mustache that went, mmm. you know, and, and he was the source of everything bad. So for the longest time, he took that pressure off the owners. But now you have all these stories percolating the last couple of days, how owners are getting sick of the dog and pony show with him and, and daily Matt, That's huge. That that is that's huge. And it makes me think that maybe, just maybe, a change might be coming. Well,
0: I think when we talk about this, uh, you know, incident, which is really dug into the old boy. I say that with air quotes, the old boy network of the NHL. But in and it's in today's day and age, is it the time? Because when you do not have a grasp of of what really the message is and what the importance is of not having it happen. And, you know, the thing that bothers me the most is to find out that they knew about this months ago, right? But what did they do? They sat on it until when? What do I always say? Follow the money trail. What did the NHL and ESPN just do? Oh, they announced their ESPN Plus contract agreement. Everybody's watching NHL every night. It's great. It's action here. It's action there. Let's throw the ball over here so we can bury this dirt over here. Am I close? Is yeah. that not the way it plays? It plays out. And I'm not saying it's just. Is this the straw that broke the camel's back? Now I go to you, Dorchie. What did you think for not being a like a so-called hockey guy of? of when you hear Gary Batman come out because you have to look at it. Like, what do you think of the commissioners? Did, is it respect or what did you, what was your initial reaction?
2: Uh, you know, in all honesty, uh, I, I'm kind of with you guys. I'm, you know, I I've never been a big fan of Batman. That's just more because of uh, being on the outside. I hear from, you know, friends and all that, and they've never been big fans of them. So it's, it's one of those things that I, you know, for, for, for it all to come out the way it did, I'm I'm not a big fan. I've never been a big fan. But also, you're looking at the guy who, I watched the Red Wings. I watched a little bit of NHL. Other than that, I am lost. I am lost in the atmosphere for what, what goes on in this NHL. I'm excited. So
0: that makes uh <laughs> no, but, and, it, and it's, you know, it just, it can't be shot. So to hear the rumblings, because you never heard the rumblings before. No. Because here's the one thing. When Gary Bettman gets booed in an arena or somewhere, those are deep down feels, right? That's just not like Roger Goodell, he gets the smattering of booze and whatever, where he should, but he's bro-hugging everybody and everybody's sort of like, ah, oh, that's just rags you know, he just makes 50 million a year, you know? Um, and you see that different things come out the NFL, you know, Washington, the Raiders, you look at all these issues and he, and because it's the empire, I always relate them to like Darth Vader and stuff. There's the evil empire, the NFL, they can sustain this. I don't think like you said, Sean, if you're hearing rumblings behind the scenes, we might need a change. And, but what is that change we need? Right. Because we haven't had a commissioner in so long—twenty-five years or so, right? So, I mean, maybe this is the time. Maybe because the evolution of the game. Maybe because of this contract. Maybe because the owners see this is bigger than Old Boy Network. And I'm sorry to say this, but what has to happen a lot of times in order to
1: make. You're right. You have to have a disaster. I mean, there's no other way to say that. And You know, it's interesting because, Mac, I I, honestly, I don't think sometimes the average fan understands that more often than not, a guy in that position is doing the bidding of the owners. A lot of the things that he's trying to institute is coming at the behest of the owners. And I I think that's what, when you start making the owners look bad, and you look, I, I hate to use this term, but I'm going to use it anyway, you look tone deaf, okay? Then all of a sudden, the owners are going, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a second! Now that's a reflection on us. That's a reflection on us. We can't be having any of that." It was easier when guys were flinging arrows at Gary Bettman, although a lot of the things were were what some of the owners wanted. Not all, some of the owners wanted, but this is a different story. I mean, I, I, that was that was just ugly. It, it just it made it made the league look silly, and, and it's enough just enough of that kind of stuff you know
0: hopefully because you know enough is enough and this isn't going away and we keep talking about it and we keep needing responses it puts them in an accountability that's what we want accountability and whether it's through the owners and you look at you know joel quenville losing his job you know because of the situation i mean there's a lot of you know there's a lot of condescending and, and a lot of things that need to change in society and might, might need to start there because you nailed it being aloof, just yeah. not having a finger on the pulse of what's going on, right? Here's the ball, Swirl. go look. <laughs> uh, anyways, I want to touch on, uh, when we come back here, Darren McCarty show, we're going to get into what's going on down at LCA and that's both the red wings and the pistons and kate cunningham and i'm going to compare each to another team that we know with what's going on anyways i'll stick around thanks for tuning in gary mccarty show am 760 wjr <laughs> gary batman ruin any more of my evening um and i'm going to move on to the detroit red wings i'm going to stay in the hockey arena and i think that what we're seeing right now and i said this before is these are the growing pains. These are the ups and downs of the season. These are the things where they, this Detroit Red Wings 2021-22 version, as they are right now, does not have the luxury to not have their best players in the lineup every night. Um, they haven't learned how to play, obviously, missing a captain, uh, the spark plug on the road in Canada, and Tyler Bertuzzi. Um,
2: there are a lot of highlight highlights. Great
0: things the way Mo Mo Sider and uh, Lucas Raymond have started. Um, question mark, you know, guys, Sean that I'd like to see really step up and take this opportunity, sort of, ally Sergey Fedorov when Steve Eizerman went, went down my first year with the injury when Sergey won the uh, the and I'm not yeah. expecting this kid to go out and win the Heart Trophy Best Player, but to step up is is it's Phillips Zadina time. In my opinion, it's Phillips Zadina time. And if you're going to be that guy that you want to be, it's time for for you to step up and be that left side because if he can find it, and we see sparks of it, right? We see more consistency with Lucas Raymond, even as young as he is. But you listen to him talk, and the difference between these two, and and this is the pure goal scorer thing, when Lucas Raymond talks, even though as young, he is, it's confidence, exudes confidence, exudes man. He reminds me of Henrik Zetterberg the way he talked and just the way he it's sort of just matter of factly. Phillip Zadina, I think he r- rides a different wave, more on a Sergey wave where it's a confidence thing and I think he can get down on himself. So
2: it's a combination
0: of them figuring out the locker room on it on how to, to get everybody going and stuff. But you know, what are you what are you gonna what are you gonna say? I think that this was a team um that they were playing a little bit above their heads early on and they've come back to reality, but to me, Sean, it's the inconsistencies that will hold this team back. Do you, agree? It,
1: it's almost like uh, we knew what we were talking about about a month ago when when we said this is what you're going to see out of the Red Wings, and and like the first month of the season, I like Mac zero surprise. Zero. I mean, I'm not joking. Zero surprise. I know they've got some quality young players. They've really, really. Taking this opportunity, given them to shine. We were talking about it off the air. I mean, how could you not love what you're seeing out of uh, Mo and, and and Lucas, but you're going to see ups and downs. I mean, this is truly a five year plan and we're not, we're not five years in yet, man. And, and this is going to take some time. I love what you said about Zadina. I, and I, I, I didn't think about that Mac. And I agree. And I think it might be time to have that conversation with this young man and say, Hey, do you remember how ticked you were when a couple teams passed you? Do you do you remember cuz that was one of the things that jumped out to me. If you remember when he slipped to number 6, you know, he came out and said, "You know what? I can't wait to make uh, the Ottawa Senators and the Montreal M- Montreal Canadiens pay for years for passing me by. It might be high time to to remind him. Hey, r- remember that guy? Remember that guy that had that chip on his shoulder and everything? And I'm not throwing him out or anything like that. Please don't misconstrue. But I'm with you. Now at the age of 21, now that he's had some time in the league under his belt, guess what? Training wheels are coming off. You got to step it up, baby.
0: Because in the successful teams, the younger guys, are coming to the forefront like this is more of the norm these 19 20 21 year olds and
2: you know, like you
0: said you forget he's 21 years old so there is time but this is sort of his time you know where the spotlight shines around where, where you can step into your own you know you got to look at guys like a Robbie Fabry you know to step up who probably would agree that he didn't play his best game last night but it's the inconsistency that the guys are are playing against and because this comes from, you know, the lineup, you know, the, the one thing that's, that is wondering what's going on, you know, uh, Philip Veronica in and out of the lineup. So what games are they playing there or, or is it an injury? Is it where are we at? Because to me, he's an integral part of this team and their success moving forward. But Eric, you brought up a great point during the break about looks like the hashtag wiser plan is working because why
2: well i mean you've got cider who just got rookie of the month eight points in nine games uh you have kosa down in the whl who just got rookie of the month so these are some young guys Eiserman's uh Iserman has drafted who are showing potential early on where they're playing
0: hashtag wiser plan we're still on hashtag it sean you nailed it five-year plan and this is year three right
1: you know? Relax. So, uh, it's it's gonna yeah. Like relax and enjoy it. If you can't yeah. see that it's starting to come together, you don't want to see it. You know, I I think a lot of times you know people want to uh, take off on a dead sprint before the team learns how to jog. And Mac, a big part of this, and and you live this. Um, no two players develop the same, and and you're going to see highs and you're going to see lows, and sometimes sometimes you're going to see a kid that you know, after dazzling everybody early on, uh, you know, it isn't working his second season and you you have to press the reset button. And I, that happens. It happens more often than you can, you know, uh, swing a stick at. So uh, this is, this is what the interesting uh, part of all this is.
0: Sean. Because if I see if Zadina can find that confidence now, because what did we see last year when the Mantha trade was made for Verona? There's something between them. They have mm-hmm. that Czecho chemistry and stuff like this. So the thing is, is that, but but the one thing is, is can you establish yourself apart, right? Now, I'm going to use the two greatest players in the league right now, and Conor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, but they don't need each other, right? You know, like, just like Pav and Hank didn't need each other, and all the best, Malkin and Crosby don't but they can have each other. So I just think that this can go a long way in his maturity. And because of maturity, right, I'm going to stay in the same uh, arena and go to the Pistons because, guys, we all know, it's the same Detroit Pistons team, uh, except when Cade Cunningham's in the lineup. And the biggest thing, I don't care what he's shooting, I don't care what it is, things that he's done, it's his quote after the game. The more we play together, the more we will know each other. The kid, man, is mature. He's everything you want. Every time he opens his mouth, I get those little juicy bumps because we got this pillar. And you know what? Let the game evolve. But it's almost the things that you were talking about, Zadina, growing into. This kid gotten got in spades, you know, and, and that's – Know, I'm not worried about the Pistons winning, loss, whatever, like this. It's all about that development, too. Oh my gosh,
1: Mac nailed it. I, it, the the people that thought that this that that there was going to be a big step this year, are you kidding me? Uh, You know what? They're going to be lottery bound again, and I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Sure, add another one because, again, I know people don't like to hear it. I think for the first time. In, in about a decade and a half the Pistons, the Pistons actually have a direction under Troy Weaver as opposed to being that hamster on the wheel. I use that analogy so often. And and why? Because they were, they were a hamster on the wheel. And now you can see the direction. You can see him bringing in some young guys and saying, all right, we're going to build with this piece. And then we're going to get another piece. We'll wait and see what it is. But this is the long game. And I know people around here don't want to hear it, but Unfortunately, that's what we're stuck with with uh, a, a couple of the franchises around here.
0: Well, what the mentality, right? It's the mentality of what the Pistons or what the Red Wings—they have to learn too. You look at the, what the Lions—they're trying to find an identity and trying to, you know, win. And they're they're learning together, and it's frustrating. It's tough, but when you look there, there's really only a few pieces that you can build with at least here with the Pistons, with the Red Wings, and you look at um, the move, Alavila, I give Alavila my tip of the cap this week for the trade that he made for Tucker Barnard, two-time ball catcher, eight years in the league. Why? Because of your young pitching staff to establish and to work with a, a catcher of that caliber and work with a defensive, general, uh, defensive catcher general manager, A.J. Hinch. Things starting to sort of come together in all facets, and again, Sean, it's just time, but at least we're moving. I look at all the teams, college or pro, and I go, wow, okay, the needle's moved. At least we've moved the needle. And speaking about moving the needle, we got to see how hard, how um, high the microwave's going to go tonight. And what Sean's going to move that needle to, is it 350, 375? <laughs> what has he got on the grill this week? And anyways, thanks for joining us this Friday night. We've got the last segment, Darren McCarty's show here, AM 760, WJR. Thanks for joining us again on this Friday evening. in the November, and the weather is going to be nice. Now, I know that I have a busy, busy weekend actually starting I look at the clock right here. In nine minutes, when we get off the air, I will be heading down to referee the trios tag team championship match at the Pro Wrestling All Stars of Detroit and Taylor Eleven Eight Hundred Michael Street and Taylor. I will be down there, and next by eight thirty. So got that going tomorrow at noon, and um. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Greg. Uh, Tomorrow at noon, uh, St. Clair Shores, it's our uh, memorial event with stalls against the stalls guys for the veterans and the uh, NHL alumni. i playing myself, Joey Kosher, Eddie Mio, a uh, bunch of the uh, uh, other celebrity guys that are, are playing. Um, so we're doing that at noon, and I know that there's uh, the final DCSC game. We're going to try to get down there, pop some smoke. And then Sunday, we got Vegas coming into town, right? Vegas coming into town, which, by the way, Sean, before I get to what's on the grill, what do you think about the Jack Eichel trade? Great deal.
1: Vegas, Buffalo. Great deal. Great deal for Vegas, right? Great deal. Absolutely. I mean, they had to give up a bunch, but, I mean, they got themselves one heck of a player. I mean, peel away the layers of drama there, and and I'm not saying that Jack brought it on himself, but just all the drama that was in Buffalo, and, and you got a heck of a hockey player. I mean, that, that kid, especially with what was around him was doing some special things. And uh, I I think you put him on a a deeper team like Vegas and uh, Vegas is going to be dangerous again.
0: And the big thing is he's going to a team where the owner is all about winning now. So, I mean, I couldn't think of a better situation. I know he's still got to get his surgery done, but man, he's one of the, one of the best in the league when he's right. And, and with that lineup there, I mean, oh my god, oh my gosh. You know, that's like putting a stamp coaster in Ovechkin in that lineup. Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my no, gosh, I, just, I, oh I my think god. Greg, whenever I hear it now, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. But more importantly, my favorite time of the evening. Sean, I know you're just back uh from Hawaii, but you had to have thought the weekend's supposed to be pretty nice. Did you have any thoughts? on your long trek back about what song to put on the barbecue. this weekend. You know what?
1: I left it up to my daughter. Uh, she's uh, she, she has a bunch of her friends over on a Friday night, which is, you know, I mean, that's, that's what 16 year old kids do. But I said, you know, Sunday dad's not bogged down with the lions and uh, you know, what, what do you want to do? And I knew what she'd say. It was like, I was wasting my breath. She, she loves the Brown sugar ribs. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with the Brown sugar ribs again. That that's, that's her jam. And, you know, uh, dad's got to make her happy and everything. So, we're going to do some uh, brown sugar ribs on, uh, on Sunday.
0: Today at the Belizeans is brown sugar ribs. Yep. You got to like it. Ribs. Jay, what about you, bro? How's that microwave treating you tonight?
1: <laughs> I actually I went the hot and ready route tonight. Ooh, hot Ooh. and
0: sweaty. Yeah. Ooh. And uh,
1: and just I got the, some microwave to... popcorn in case I watch a movie later, which I may, because it's it's gonna be a long night.
0: Anything that intrigues anything on the docket? Were you were you because I'll tell you this, and I don't know, Sean, and this brings it up i watched that uh danbury trashers um untold crime and punishment on netflix up right about the galley yeah. Did you, have you
1: seen that no i i know the story yeah the story's incredible
0: it, it really is the story's the incredible. story's incredible but listen aj guante my hat's off to you bro as a 17 year old the team that you put together and, and it's just so ironic that the uh, first player or the star player they signed was Brent Gretzky, my center and junior. But the fact of, I mean, this kid's passion bleeds through about it. And, and it threw me for a loop. You know, obviously, you know, the, the mob stuff and whatever, that is what it is. And, you know, I dig the loyalty and all that stuff. But it's just the fact that this kid's passion for hockey and what he did at 17 years old, Sean, it'll blow you away as a hockey guy. You know, it'll blow you away. I encourage, uh, go, go for anybody to, to see that. And, uh, you know, that, that, that was crazy. Dorsey, what about you Like, I mean, you, uh, you're not working this weekend. You got any plans? You're going to make your wonderful wife dinner or something. You're going to do something nice.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm going to lay pretty low this, this weekend. Uh, no real plans. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll make Aaron dinner. I don't know if she'd eat it if I made it, let's be honest, but, uh, I'm just excited. She's downstairs making, uh, her meatloaf, which is one of my favorite things. So as soon as we get done with this, I'm going to go eat about half of it. But yeah, other than that first weekend that I don't have to work an overnight. So I'm going to, I'm going to lay low.
1: You know, Saturday afternoon should be pretty good. Uh, you, you you got Michigan state Purdue mm-hmm. and, and then you, you have that night game, which, you know, I mean, let's face it at the, at the start of the season, that looked like a butte. Indiana hasn't exactly kept up their end of the bargain, although they've had just a slew of tough luck, but uh, to have a, a three 30 game and a seven o'clock game, I'll tell you what, selfishly speaking, it works for me because my game's at one o'clock. So I'm going to be able to see, you know, a vast majority of both those games. So uh, that, that's always a fun time, man. A lot of watching, uh, football and, uh, hockey over the weekend. So that's a good weekend. I'm
2: going to be curious to see if keeps opening it up or not though. I'm curious to see if he'll let Gade keep chucking it. Or if we go back to the ground and pound.
0: Going to establish both. Right. But I think that what you, you've seen, if you use it be for, as an asset and something, because, I mean, don't count this Michigan team out if they can figure out how to combine them both. And if, like I said, the, the real dominant thing to me was how they got dominated on the line, right? So if they can clean a few things up, um, a few missed tackles and, and and different things like that, I'm not worried about this game. But, I mean, this is where you learn, has the team learned from the same – from the mistakes of the past or are, is this groundhog's day? Mm-hmm. And so what we find out in two weeks, you know, uh, assuming everybody gets through this weekend. Great. Right. Is it the same old because the, the narrative is a little different or, I mean, is, is there something there and to your point, Eric, if the, if, if K, if, especially if Kate McNamara, you know, puts the ball in the air 20 times, you know, something a little bit different, right. Something a little different and a little bit more trust because they're going to need that to beat Ohio State.
2: Well,
1: Absolutely. it'll be it'll be interesting because I think a lot of people are looking at this and and saying, okay, same old Michigan. Uh, they're going to get people's hopes up again this week, and then they'll lose to Penn State and lose Ohio State. What a great opportunity for them to change that narrative. I mean, mm-hmm. it's sitting right there. You know, will will that mean that they could win the Big Ten if they do that? I'm not going to sit back and say that that that's going to be the case, but I'll tell you what, if you beat Ohio state and Penn state, you're putting yourself in a position where you could very well win this division. I mean, period, end of story, because I'm not so sure that Michigan state's going to go the rest of the way unscathed. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that this would be you know, a replay of 2013 or even, 2015, where you remember they lost to Nebraska and, and people thought, oh, well, they're not going to do anything going to Ohio State. And then they pulled the upset. So who knows? Mac, I'm with you. I mean, stranger things have happened. This big Ten slate being what it is, Michigan has an opportunity to change the narrative.
0: Before I uh, let you go, because you brought up your beautiful uh, wife there, who's the golf pro. Uh, you see that the boys are tearing it up out in uh, the old Kapaloo. That's where they were out there. I Sean, I thought you were on somebody's back.
2: <laughs> Sean was yeah, caddying no, for Wolfie. <laughs> but golf
0: season's back again. There we go again.
2: Absolutely. Got any
0: inkling to get out before the end of the season?
2: Clubs are one still in the time. trunk. I'm going to give it one more shot.
0: All right, boys. Well, I'm uh, I'm going to go get changed and uh, go down and uh, ref some uh, ref some wrestling. I'll be out there to see everybody St. Clair Shores tomorrow. Uh, for Sean Belegian, for Eric Gorch, for Jason on the ones and twos, and full-time Brandon Blake, wherever he is, <laughs> have a great weekend. Go State, go Blue, go Wings, go Michigan, go
1: everybody. Have a great weekend. Mac. I'm out. See you next week.